is up, everyone? It's your choom shake. Your choom. With me is my cyber brother, Russell. Don't think too hard about it. I already thought too hard about it. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Good job. <laughs> this is the DQP Weekly, where we talk about news, movie news, uh, video game news. Um, apparently, deaths uh, uh, quite a bit today, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, we talk about all kinds of, uh, nerdy shit. Yeah. But yeah, and we have, uh, we have some correspondence this week. We do have some correspondence. Correspondence. Long time listener we haven't heard from in a little while. Yeah. Canadian Paul. Canada Paul. I Uh, think he's in, is he in Canada right now? He might be. No, he's leaving for Canada later this week. Oh, that's cool. I visit, saw him last week. Does it the homeland day? Eh? Yep. <laughs> Jesus. What he wrote is about to make a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> so Paul writes, I like two of you and tolerate the other. It's me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, what are your top 20 must watch movies for pop culture reference? Ugh. A.K.A. The Shining Blood Elevator. Also, Shane, your hair looks pretty. I like what you have done with it. <laughs> this, that was he actually said that before I saw him last week. <laughs> but uh, dude, I I don't know that I can't do a I can't do that list off the top of my head. But like, does and, and it also depends on like how old you are. Yeah. And, like, the crowd that you're into. But, like, mine, uh, I'm going to have to say, like, the Clerks and uh, Jane Silent Bob, Ken- Kevin Smith stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Big Lebowski. Um, like, uh, 80s action movies. And, uh, like, all, all Arnold movies. So like yeah. you know all the one-liners and shit from those like yeah. Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, or the thumbs up into the lava vat at the end of turn. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, all the Marvel movies. I guess that's more than twenty. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, I didn't know. It's it's rough if you wanted twenty references or twenty movies. Twenty movies that fill out your pop culture references. So like, I'm just assuming that means like. You know any turn of phrase or like references that you make in your in your like normal everyday vernacular. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. So like, you know, uh, Dylan, you son of a bitch, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Yeah, free guy uh, covered a lot for me because uh, the whole movie is just <laughs> yeah. But that's all from other stuff, right? Yeah, you can't claim that one. You have to claim everything that it got it from. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Army of Darkness definitely makes the list. Yeah. Groovy. Um, Give me some sugar, baby. Yeah. Uh, I feel like not necessarily for me, but for a lot of other people, Mean Girls is a big one. I I, I quote Mean Girls pretty often. Yeah. Um, Way of the Gun. Yeah, Way of the Gun <laughs> is a big one for a lot of people. I have, you want to do the man dance? First dance is yours. <laughs> 
um, I think like Dawn of the Dead and like other Tarantino stuff. Yeah, Tarantino is, is stuff big. For so sure. like Pulp Fiction, yeah. uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, I I I say I, whenever I think about Reservoir Dogs, I start yelling. <laughs> Not gonna let you shoot my dad. <laughs> So. I, sing, I sing like I sing stuck in the middle with you all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's hard to do a list of twenty. Uh, maybe because we have too many, right? Because we're like, yeah. I mean, we do a movie podcast, so <laughs> yeah, that's also Fight Club. I felt Fight I, Club is a huge yeah, one. Yeah, I quote Fight Club a lot in my regular conversations. Yeah. Self-improvement is masturbation. Yeah, there's just so many. I've uh, read, like, six things, like, between, like, it being articles or posts or whatever uh-huh. about Fight Club recently for some reason, like, over the course really? of the last, like, two weeks. That's weird. And every single one of them misses the point of the movie. Are they taking it seriously? Like, so... so like, the, in the wrong way? <laughs> so, uh, well... There's that. That was a big problem for a long time. But, well, yeah, because everybody uh, wants to be Tyler Durden, and you're I, like, no, that's not really the point. Yeah, the quote I just said, yeah, is like when they're on, they're on the subway station, yep. and uh, Edward Edward Norton, the narrator, Edward Norton's character, <laughs> who doesn't have a name, uh, it's Tyler Durden, but <laughs> yeah, points at uh, Calvin Klein sign, yeah, with like the super ripped body and underwear, and he's like. He's like, is that what a man looks like? And then Brad Pitt is says says the line I just said, self-improvement is masturbation. Right. And uh then the next scene is like Brad Pitt with his shirt off and like He uh, looks like that. Yeah, and he looks like that, right? Yeah. But Brad Pitt is the underwear model on the sign that yeah. Edward Norton points to. Yeah. And it's like a cell it's like a it is a it in and of itself is a masturbatory reference. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I and keep... self-deprecating and other stuff, yeah, yeah, because that's keep... what he wishes he was, yeah, yeah, and that's like, so that I keep seeing that one scene get pulled out and like discussed as like a like a plot hole, like yeah, it's but it's like, not no because they don't that's, they just don't get it. That's like the whole point of the movie, right? Is that he's raging against the machine, but not because he wants because he th- actually thinks that the machine is wrong it's because he's mad about his place in the world yeah <laughs> yeah so it's, like it's a it's revenge instead of justice yeah so then so like i've seen that like it's it, it basically turned into a meme i think i think the i think someone did it for cracked and then cracked like did like a 17 page uh, or like 17 meme list mm. about plot holes in fight club or whatever and so like one person understood because they made a meme out of it on cracked and it was satire and then the other person was like yeah i'm gonna take that and run with it yeah like <laughs> so then i've just like seen it and then i've seen a couple other things where people just like didn't get the movie yeah and it was it was super wild like i was just i was like what what the fuck like how sure. like but anyway uh yeah so i mean i guess fight club would be like a big one for me mm. yeah i quote game of thrones sometimes 
Mm-hmm. Like the really good lines from like, the first season. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I did read the books. <laughs> but uh, then you then it's Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, like Game of Thrones the... is the first book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, my favorite my favorite line is from a Game of Thrones, and it's usually go. the one that I say. The um, I can't remember what it is at the moment. Uh, he who gives he he who passes the sentence is he who should swing the sword. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite lines from anything. That's like that's towards the beginning of the book. I think that's when Ned's like killing a guy that was like a uh he was a deserter from the wall. Yeah. And he like brings all the kids out to watch him execute this dude. Yeah. And they're like, I <laughs> think like, Rob is like, why don't you have someone else do it? Yeah. And then he says that. Yeah. Just fucking uh, punch you in the stomach. Yeah. I should put this hammer down because I'm going to make a bunch of noise and we'll have to edit it out later. <laughs> For some reason, my like 45 ounce fucking dead blow hammer is on the table. I mean, not for some reason. For a reason. I wasn't here for that, so I didn't... <laughs> there was some smashing of a thing that was given to someone That's so weird. on the network. Yep. Uh, which, by the time this is up, you will be able to see the smashing of the thing on yeah. our social media. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Watchmen. I quote Watchmen a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I say, uh... Uh, the city screams like an abattoir full of R-worded children. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh what did Bert oh, Bert and uh Tom call it TikToked instead of R word. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're uh TikToked. I, I say uh I, I usually rephrase the uh and the city will the city will scream out and help and I will whisper. No. Yeah. But I like say it to people because yeah. I'm like, one day you'll ask for help and I'm going to say no. <laughs> like, whatever the conversation is. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Paul. There's so many. Yeah, there's we probably lot. just listed 20, but I don't know. I mean, I threw Marvel in there and that's like 30 movies at this point and like 17 shows. So, yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Another one comes out this week. Forrest Gump. Another what comes out this week? Show. Oh, no, that's next week. Yeah, that's next week. Ooh, I got a week. 21st. And they're only doing one episode a week, so it won't be bad. Yeah. It won't be hard to keep up on. Yeah. And we watch them after we do, do recordings. Yep. And I don't have to go to work on Wednesday nights anymore. That's fantastic. Fan- what the hell was that? I almost said fantabulous. I was like, Paul already only tolerates me, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got. We're probably going to name like six more throughout the course of the show. Yeah, I mean, we're going <laughs> to use a line from a show that we didn't say. So, you know, whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I said, I didn't, I, meant, I don't know if I said Die Hard, but that was involved in the 80s action movies. So, yeah. But yeah. Thanks for writing in, Paul. I know you were drunk when you sent that message, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for writing. <laughs> uh, after headlines, or no, we got headlines next. Yep. I was headlines. skipping headlines, because I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm about to be sad boys. Yep. 
All right, here's headlines. Headlines. They say celebrity deaths come in threes, and unfortunately, we have three to share today. We'll start with celebrated author Cormac McCarthy. He died on June 13th, 2023. During McCarthy's life, he authored 12 novels, two plays, five screenplays, and three short stories. Probably best known for two of his novels that became movies, The Road and No Country for Old Men. The press release said McCarthy died of natural causes in his home in Santa Fe, New Mexico at the age of 89. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Uh, the Road is horribly depressing, but a good movie, and No Country for Old Men is fucking wild and weird and kind of sad, but also like shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I remember when I watched The Road. I haven't actually read the book, and I know the book is uh, slightly, slightly different, different than The yeah. Road. Uh, or than the novel, but... Um, the book is different from the novel? The novel is different from the movie. Duh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I should not have napped earlier. I was probably better <laughs> off. Um, so, but, so the movie is uh, Viggo Mortensen, and... The the road is basically like I would recommend it. I know we're not in recommendations, but yeah. I would very much recommend the I road. I would recommend both those movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Um The Road is just like this this like really realistic, like post apocalyptic movie. Like yeah. the kind of realism that makes you not want an apocalypse. Yeah. All the people <laughs> that are like, Yeah, fucking let's kick it off. Civil war, apocalypse, fuck it. I don't care. Either one. Yeah. It's like, dude, just go to work, pay your credit card debt. <laughs> like keep stockpiling shit just in case something does happen. But holy shit, dude, you do not want this. Either yeah. one. You don't want you yeah. don't want a piece of this. Just just stop. Just stop. Yeah. And now you are aware of the cognitive dissonance that lives in Shane and I's head. If you listen to last week and this week's episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it sounds fun until you're like, fuck. It's been two weeks and Shane got really happy about shooting zombies and now we don't have any bullets. And, <laughs> you know, there's actual zombies and we can't sleep because we have panic attacks all the time. And... We're eating fucking two-year-old canned food after six weeks because Shane's fat and he hasn't gotten used to not eating yet. <laughs> and he's like sneaking the fucking Chef boy RD when everyone else is asleep. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. It's going to suck when you like, when the apocalypse happens and, and like I you have die to of like dysentery. go off of food. <laughs> I have to like fucking just cold turkey stop eating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fat. If you guys didn't get the that from the last few episodes, I'm real fat. And I ha I I if anything like that happened, it would be a fucking problem. I would be mad all the time. <laughs> like my stomach fucking hurts and I'm going to kill you. And it's okay because there's no one around to stop me. <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean, my McCarthy had a, I mean, he did have a good life and he was, you know, he's a pretty celebrated author. So, yeah. you know, rest in peace, bud. Yep. Rest in peace. Um, up next on our death note, uh, <laughs> Treat Williams has Jesus. died at the age of 71. Uh, he died in a tragic motorcycle accident. 
That is fucking wild. Yeah, this is so yeah, 71 on a motorcycle. Like yeah. I mean, if you've seen the substitute, like okay, you get it. But yeah. <laughs> like a 71-year-old man on a motorcycle. Um, I actually always think of his character in The Phantom. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's such a fucking asshole in that movie. <laughs> uh, he was riding his motorcycle when an SUV pulled into his path. Ugh. Treat was unable to avoid the collision and was thrown from his motorcycle. He was pronounced Ugh. dead at a medical center in Albany, New York. We can thank Treat for many movie roles, from Burger in 1979's Hair to John Finnegan in Deep Rising. From yeah. Xander Drax in The Phantom to the dad in popular WB series Everwood. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I watched a lot of Everwood. <laughs> I didn't watch that, but, like, I, I, you know, I watched, I think, everything else on that. Yeah. Um, so, I like, I got, I got to know him pretty well in Everwood, but I think, I do, th- I do believe The Substitute 2. Yeah. The first one the was first uh, uh, Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger, yeah. But uh, the substitute two was like I, I fucking loved that movie for some reason as a kid. Yeah, same here. I was just like, this movie is awesome. Just a random action movie. Yeah, and uh, but I like mostly remember him from Everwood. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that super sucks. Like, Dude, got I, to seventy one just to get like fucked by an SUV. Like that sucks. Yeah, I mean that shit can happen at any time. Um. But I mean, he like lived to 71. I hope he like, it wasn't like brutal and he was alive for a while. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's horrible. Cause I've, I mean, you know, we're on the internet and like you see some fucked up shit. I've, I've wrecked a motorcycle going like five miles an hour, maybe in a turn while I was learning how to ride and it sucked. I didn't like break anything, but I had road rash for like two weeks. Yeah. Like, being on a motorcycle is dangerous. It it's awesome while you're riding, but like as as long as you like aren't thinking about how fucking dangerous it is, it's pretty great. Yeah. But uh I wanted one when I was younger and like I always thought I'd get one when I like could really just like afford the well, extra Yeah, when payment. you could do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. yeah. And then I never got one and then <laughs> and then I'm pretty much at this point I'm like I kind of want to be protected more while I'm driving because yeah. there's like there's you know there's people on the road that shouldn't be on the road. Fucking idiots! <laughs> I yeah. see it every day and like it's wild. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, so that that does suck, and you know, rest in peace. Yep. Rest in peace, Treat Williams. And that brings us to our third death to report. Mm. John Ramita Senior. Renowned comic book artist best known for his work on the 1966 Amazing Spider-Man series, along with popular publications in The Punisher and Luke Cage comics. John was the oldest of five children. He was five years old when he started drawing, encouraged to do so at home and in school. He had friends that would donate chalk to him so that he could doodle on the Brooklyn sidewalks. John has been a huge influence for many artists and comic book fans. Yeah. An artist whose influence will be rendered throughout time. He defined the look of Peter Parker in Mary Jane and is one of the co-creators of Wolverine. John's presence in Marvel Comics is undeniable and will be felt for ages to come. Yeah, that one sucks. Yeah. I mean, they all suck, but like that one. uh, Wolverine's my favorite character in anything. 
Um, you know, he's also a co-creator on Mary Jane. Um, and you know, I mean, they both have been huge comic book characters for the last, you know, 60 years or whatever. Yeah. So Mary Jane longer than Wolverine, but Wolverine came along in the seventies, I think. Uh, so 50, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, his son's still working, uh, John Romita Jr. Um, he's actually been doing the currently reviled, uh, <laughs> run of Spider-Man. Um, which coincidentally has, uh, people are complaining a lot about the character assassination of, uh, Mary Jane, but he's not writing it. That's, he's just drawing it. It's not yeah. his fault. I like John Romita Jr. too. I like both of their art. They both yeah. have like, and they have like a distinctly different um, art styles. Um, but like, they're both great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, John uh, John Romita Sr. was 93 years old. Holy shit. Yeah. Almost 100. That's wild. Yeah. So... Rest in peace, man. Yep. Rest in peace. Okay, can we not talk about death now yeah, for a second? Yeah, well, you know, sort of. Um, <laughs> let's of follow, real people? <laughs> yeah, let's follow that with something a little more lighthearted as we transition into our video game headlines. Video games. I'll announce season four of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is officially live as of today, June 14th. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make 250. What? I'm probably not, but... <laughs> You're going to make 250. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so ranked play like dropped off like a week ago or something. Oh like, yeah, people, at the end of season like three. Away. Yeah, so but ranked play will be back for season four. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming they were like adjusting. Oh, you want to hit the top two fifty? Yeah, I want to hit top two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane, I need huh. your help because I was playing earlier, <laughs> and I'm about sick and fucking tired of people playing objective games that don't play the fucking objective. Yeah. I yeah. I I was playing. Kill confirmed. And I don't know how you get 34 kills and no confirms. Camping. Like, I almost took a screenshot and, like, ousted this dude on all social media because <laughs> I was so mad Jesus. at him. <laughs> Nathan was laughing because Nathan is amused when I get angry. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't happen very often. Sure. <laughs> but I was fucking furious. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. No, I mean, that happens to us whenever we play, right? Like, yeah. we're playing in, like, if we're playing kill confirmed, like you and I get like 20 or whatever kills and denies. And then like everyone else is like six. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Fucking wild. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So if, if you're like, if you're out there and you're listening and you like, you play call of duty, like feel free to hit Shane and I up. Sure. Like email us, email, email, us. email us your, uh, your Activision name or your, uh, your Xbox name. If you're on Xbox, send us your Xbox name. If you're on like PC or PlayStation, send us your Activision name. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what I got for Call of Duty. Um, I'll update you guys throughout the season to let you know how close I am to top <laughs> 250. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
317,000. Yeah. 316,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that's all I got for Call of Duty. We're going to move on. CD Projekt Red has finally announced a release date for the Cyberpunk DLC, Woo! Phantom Liberty. Featuring new Johnny Silverhand content with the reprising role for Keanu Reeves, and Idris Elba joins the cast of voice actors with a character modeled after him named Solomon Reed. Okay. What a cool name. That is a cool name. Solomon Reed is an FIA agent who works for the NUSA. The expansion has been described as a spy thriller. Okay. Oh. The assumed price tag, based on international data, is around $35. Okay. While they did originally say there would be some free DLC content with all Mm -hmm. the backlash because of bugs and issues the game has faced, this is currently announced as the only planned DLC for the game. However, early playtesters have held the DLC as the patch and correction to make the game what it was originally intended to be. There is a trailer available to watch and a little more information out there about the DLC for you to read up on. But we do have a release date. September 26th, 2023. Yep. CD Projekt Red is also working on the sequel to Cyberpunk, currently titled Codename Project Orion. Yeah, let's not forget that it was deplatformed on PlayStation when it came out because yeah. of all the problems with it. Uh, yeah. I know, like, you and I didn't have as many problems as a lot of people did when it first came out. Um, and they've done a lot of good patching and stuff since then. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's still not, like, what it was promised. But I still think it's a really great game. Um, and hopefully a lot of this stuff will get get it closer to what was originally you know promised or like talked about with the game yeah for sure um i yeah i mean Which i, I think that's a free update there will be like a big free update that gets it on in line with the yes so uh, they're they're they've made changes DLC. to like how you level and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's and gonna be very different. So that will just be that will be part of the patch for when the DLC launches. Yeah. And then the DLC will launch and the everything should be aligned. Now, this is kind of a big change. So honestly, I'm gonna be a little surprised if they don't fuck it up. Yep. Because they're basically changing the framework of how the original game works. Yep. Because But they, they've already sort of done that once. Yeah. They, they changed have. how the leveling worked and like basically reset everyone's characters. They they like refunded yeah. you all your points and everything and you had to redo your leveling. Yeah. Like even if you were maxed out. So Yeah. Um so I find it interesting. And I do feel kind of biased because I didn't have very many problems. Sure. But I mean, genuinely, like if this game just doesn't have problems anymore, like it probably best game I've ever played. Like, yeah, till September 6th. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have a release date for Starfield by Bethesda. Yeah. Which is September 6th of 2023. And yeah. I conveniently have two weeks of vacation planned at the beginning of October. So yeah. birthday presents for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, super excited for, I am super excited for both of these. Like it, like I'm just super picky about video games. Yeah. And like what? Like how much time I'm gonna spend playing a game? Like I have to enjoy it on some level. Right. Yeah. Even though Call of Duty pisses me off, it pisses me off for the right reasons. Well, 
You know, most what I mean. of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to know anything about Starfield, like anything, there is like a forty-five minute presentation that Bethesda did this weekend. Uh, about everything that is in the game, basically. Um, and it looks wild. And if it comes out and works, and all that stuff is in it the way that they talk about it being in it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, we're going to have the actual no man's sky game that we were promised with no man's sky. Yeah. 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 With better graphics. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be locked at 30 frames per second, which people are complaining about, but considering the scope of everything, I think that's probably a safe bet, especially for consoles and stuff, because you can't, you know, it's going to make it really hard for my cat to watch me play Starfield. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Um if if ever if they if they deliver on the promise of this game, it will be the I it'll be the most expansive and ridiculous game ever. Um since if, Minecraft. Well, that's <laughs> just because it's uh infinite, but it's, you know, yeah. anyway. Minecraft's different. <laughs> but also, like, it's not... Minecraft isn't, like, populated with stuff. Where this is, like, populated with stuff. Yeah, there's, like, 39 things in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> this makes it sound like there's a billion things on a thousand planets. And the thousand planets is not exaggerated. That's They said that, like, 50 times in the fucking 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, literally like literally, literally over one, a thousand oh over a thousand over a th i'm okay. assuming a thousand and like three but yeah. over That's a thousand planets it. but uh yeah no it's it looks completely insane so i'm hopeful that it doesn't come out in the condition that a lot of the other bethesda games have come out in yeah. uh actual bethesda games i'm not counting redfall that was an arcane thing um i don't know how much influence Bethesda had on it. I know uh Xenomax had some and that was a whole thing. Um yeah. yeah, you can look into that. That was like a failure of the entire development process. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it like I I don't really ever want anything to fail, you know, like so hopefully it I'm hoping it is good release yeah yeah because i mean i do want to play it. i wanted to play it since they announced it right so because like i never super like i liked fallout i never super got into fallout um but like all the elder scroll stuff i was like obsessed with pretty mm, much yeah. like when each one came out i didn't care a whole lot for oblivion oh uh but, speaking of skyrim mm -hmm. there is a obsidian game coming out okay uh that is a high fantasy first person rpg why do i know obsidian games obsidian is one of the people that used to make fallout they made oh. new vegas oh okay uh, yeah, but yeah. they were made up of guys that worked on like the original fallout games mm -hmm. um but uh they have a game called avowed coming out um it was also teased this weekend so this weekend on sunday there was a a xbox um uh presentation on all the new stuff that's coming out yeah. uh 
a lot of it or some of it being Xbox exclusive or, you know, play it first on play it for day one on game pass kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was a ton of stuff that looked really interesting. Um, but, uh, the big news was, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Starfield, but there was a lot of interesting looking games and the avowed was one of them. Cool. Yeah. So if you want to bl- blow a couple hours, uh, you can find the Xbox presentation on um, YouTube, and it's about an hour, and then at the end of it is the 45 minutes for Starfield, or you can just find the 45 minutes for Starfield by itself, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they don't need to sell me on it anymore. Like, I just want to, like, I'm going to see how it, like, performs that release. and Sure, yeah, yeah. If it seems worth it, then there's not, like, a ton of backlash. Yeah. Then I'll probably snatch it up. Yeah. I'll probably get it day one, but... Because I just need... I need something to come out that isn't Call of Duty that I can just, like... Like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna binge the Cyberpunk DLC. Yeah, Because right. I binged the fucking game. <laughs> I yeah. had, like, 100 hours in in, like, a week and a half. Sure. But... But you, you got know, three I'm, weeks before that comes out. Yeah. For Starfield. So, like, I just would like something that I can, like, sit and chill and play, spend a couple hours on every now and then. Yeah, and, and like, some of the stuff they talked about in in the um, release about Starfield, it seems like it could be that game where it's not necessarily, like, um, which you could do it in Fallout 4 and a little bit in 76, uh, which 76 has all a totally different set of problems, but um, it's, like, the settlement building kind of stuff. Yeah. Um there's going to be some of that with like building your ship and building outposts on the planets that you can visit and stuff like that or yeah. just like talking to people and like cuz there's huge cities and outposts that you can find and just craziness. Yeah. Or like just fly around in space and like go like mine rocks on moons and shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, it's it looks fucking insane. Give me Give me No Man's Sky, Skyrim, Minecraft. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what of, it sounds like. Sort so. of, man. Like, it looks completely crazy. And um, one of the things that I I was kind of worried about, like, they're, they're definitely still using the creation engine, which is still the game bryo engine that they used for, like, all of the Fallout games since 3. Yeah. Like, they've improved on it and stuff, but it's still limited. Yeah. Um. But um, they've definitely worked on like the uh the movement and combat and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, they were showing a lot of like combat gameplay and it looked a lot more fluid. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, because there isn't like a VATS thing to use. Yeah. So like it being stiff and floaty and weird doesn't really work. If yeah. there isn't a VATS to use, which VATS, if you guys hadn't played um, Fallout, is like turning a first-person shooter into a turn-based thing. You get like action points, and it like slows down time, and you can like target stuff, and it gives you percentage chance to hit based on your skill points or whatever. Yeah. Um. So like the combat being clunky in the Fallout games was kind of made up with VATS. Um. You could play it without it, which I usually did, but um, sometimes you would get fucked over just because there were too many, too many enemies and like the game was too clunky to deal with it. Yeah. This does not look like that. This looks Good. like 
uh, kind of looks, it kind of actually looks like, um, uh, more low tech, uh, destiny with the combat. Okay. But with the, the enemy, the way they were playing it, the enemies weren't bullet sponges. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, if that's how it actually plays out, or if they were just like over leveled or just doing it for the demo or whatever. Um, but you know, they were like fighting guys and killing them in a couple shots, not like, yeah, you know, Halo enemies where you're like blowing a whole magazine on this dude with a shield, yeah, stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, I'm the main character, I want to like murk people in two or three shots, yeah, I want to murk a whole squad of like fucking space pirates. And <laughs> oh, what did you the, get boarded? One of the coolest things, oh, shit. I saw in the whole thing. I was so excited about this because they were just like, yeah, you can like run into people in space and like you just like you're like flying around and then there's like a ship and you can hail them and like some of them are friendly and they're like, hey, come aboard and talk to me or whatever. Or like they give you a quest to go do something or whatever. Or sometimes they're space pirates and they want to kill you and you can have a dog fight. Or... If you somehow disable them, instead of blowing up their ship, you can board their ship. And you can kill them all in their ship and take their ship. Bro. And you can build a fleet of ships. Oh, fuck. Yes. It got better. Yeah. No, it's... The whole... Go watch the 45... If you want... If you're thinking about this game and you're like, this sounds wild. I kind of want to play this. And if you like don't like to be surprised, like I know one of our listeners is like, I don't want to know any of this stuff. I want to walk into it and like everything surprise me. Yeah. And I understand that. If yeah. you're everyone else <laughs> that wants to know what the fuck they're walking into, uh, go watch this like 45 minute thing. You can skip through a lot of it. Some of there's like interviews and stuff with people that made the game, but I find that stuff interesting. Yeah. Um, but that like all the footage and stuff and where they're talking about like what's going on in the footage and shit like it is wild all the shit you can do i am not overstating that in any way huh wild yeah i mean that's fucking cool like because that's like that's like also now we've sprinkled in some sea of thieves yeah yeah dude. <laughs> like um yeah. I've, I've wanted that since like i think it was battlefront 2 yeah where like you get into a lobby and you're like is it a space fight am i in a ship or am i like shooting at people like first person shooter Mm -hmm. style like it's like i've wanted that like mix of like just like spatial combat yeah and landing and fights and stuff like that's fucking cool i like it yeah now is starfield like single player or is there single player it's just single player. player okay so it is going to be the game I can sit down for a couple hours and just yeah, kind of yeah. play. Yeah, you don't have to be like, hey, Shane, you want to play or anything? You just like get on there, fucking like bang out a system, like doing a couple moons or whatever. Yeah. There's also like going to be the most obscene collection quest I've ever heard of in my fucking life. Oh, no. Um, Because you document all the flora and fauna on planets. Those motherfuckers. Yep. <laughs> There's a thousand <laughs> planets. And you have like a scanner thing and you're just like, okay, there's a weird Brachiosaurus looking thing with feathers and wings. Okay, cool. There's like a weird crab scorpion slug. Is it, Do I take pictures? Is there like some Pokemon Snap mixed in? 
kind of you don't like take pictures but you like zoom in with the scanner thing and like hold mm. it on them and it like scans them like a uh like a like a like a eighties movie laser scanner where like would scan like the lines like scan down something yeah and then scan back up and it yeah. covers it in a grid that's what it looks like yeah so we have Pokemon Snap now too yeah uh, I think that's what it was called yeah Pokemon yeah. Snap yeah on sixty four dude that was like one of my favorite games ever yeah it's <laughs> such a weird game uh yeah dude uh, the 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 flavor of it is like. They call it NASA punk. So it's like not low tech, but like current tech looking. Okay. Everything, but also like bastardized to make it look cool. Yeah. So like, like supposed to be like moderately realistic. Yes. Okay. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like the fucking Enterprise or like, uh, yeah, I don't know other like super flashy sci-fi stuff. Well, I mean, you know, Star Trek is like way out and left field with just the thought of world peace. So you know, yeah, like I, I there's a story. I don't know if you have to give a fuck about the story or not because there's so much <laughs> other shit. I think you can just like leave the story behind. But there's yeah. a story, and they they don't really go into it a lot. There might be some kind of weird sci-fi magic. I don't know, because, like, the story looks like it's some weird alien tech shit. Oh, fuck. And then the very last thing they show is, like, this gunfight, and then the main character, like, raises their hand and gravity shuts off. And I was just like, is that magic? Did they just do, like, or did they go through the warp? And now they're a psyker? (laughs) Like, what the fuck was that? And that's like the end of the gameplay footage. They don't explain it. They that's just cool. it just happens. So, do you know if Earth is a planet? Earth is a planet. Okay. It's it's about like people that left Earth. And like you can go to Mars. They didn't show Earth. So I don't know if like Earth got blown up or if it's like a desolate wasteland. It's it's cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what happened to Earth. Uh like Okay. But like there's a group of people you run into or can run into cuz like I think you can ignore uh, like if you also if you want to play the main game I think you can ignore like 80% of it probably. Okay. Right? But like there's a group of people that they run into in their demo stuff where they're like oh my god you're human. And you're like yeah and they're like we thought we were the only people that left earth. Oh, they're aliens? Well, there's alien like people creatures. I didn't see any alien people. Okay, but there's some definite like uh, forerunners Halo kind of stuff going on. Okay, that's the main story. Okay, like you become part of this like uh, yeah. If you don't want to know this, skip ahead. Uh, you become part. <laughs> I, I'm saying this way after I should have. <laughs> Uh, you become part of this like uh, group of people that it's like a secret society kind of thing um, that is kind of like uh, Masons, right? So like it's an old yeah. group that people kind of just like say doesn't exist anymore or they know it exists and they're just like, yeah, whatever. They're just people and, you know, drinking in their clubhouse. They don't actually do anything. Okay. But it's actually like 
all these people with uh, backgrounds that work for being explorers of of the galaxy. And they have like a person that's a member that's a financier, like a super loaded guy that's just like, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, I'm going to finance it. So it's kind of like if uh, Indy had like a a a party. Yeah. And was exploring space. Yeah. And looking for the space holy grail. Because <laughs> they have like parts of this artifact. And oh, like God. you found a part of the artifact during your mining gig, I guess, or something. That's like the origin of your character. Awesome. And they're like, you have the artifact and you're like, yeah. And you give it to them. And it's a piece of this other art this like other artifacts that they have. And they're like, holy shit, it's a set, but we're missing other pieces. Okay. So it's like alien artifacts. So you're exploring space, trying to find these other alien artifacts. And I don't know why or what it leads to. Oh shit. Prometheus. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But like that, and like everything else I've talked about has nothing to do with that. Yeah. And it's all wild. And I don't know if the story is going to be any good, but like most of the story stuff that Bethesda has done has been great. Yeah. So they're really good at like writing stories. Um, well, at least the, you know, the first two thirds of the story. Sometimes the ending is like, what? Yeah. But that's how I felt about Skyrim. Yeah. That's kind of how the, the Fallout games were too. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it looks wild, and we've already probably talked about this for like a half hour. So, yeah, good stuff though. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm, stoked. I'm stoked for this game. I hope it comes out in a playable state. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but is that it for headlines? That's it for headlines. That's it for headlines. All right, let's do recommendations. You have some recommendations. I got nothing because I've been spending all my time. Putting paint on l- little men. I don't ever want you to say it like that again. Okay. <laughs> I've been painting miniatures. <laughs> I recommended those those uh fucking uh miniature painter gamer uh YouTube channels last week or the week before, and that's like all I've been doing is painting. So yeah, no, that's super cool. I'm 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 happy to see you get back into painting. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're very artistic, Aww. and it it kind of hurts my soul sometimes when. Yeah, I know. It but... makes my mom mad when she's like, "Do you ever draw anything anymore?" <laughs> nope. <laughs> but um, I was a little John Romita senior when I was a kid. Yeah, only I wasn't. I wasn't encouraged to do it in school. I actually got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have the right teachers. I didn't. I didn't. Because it was like, I would finish. I was also, I'm also like, I was a gifted kid, right? So like, I'm yeah. not smart anymore, but I used to be super smart yeah. for a kid. So I'd like finish everything super fast. And they'd be like, because they would just, I, I, my initial school was like an inner city school. Yeah. So they would just give us like, here's a worksheet. Do this. Even when you're like in first grade. You yeah. Know? They didn't give a shit. Yeah. So I'd finish it in like five minutes and then I would spend the rest of the class drawing shit. And then I would distract other kids because they're like, what are you doing? And they were like, you should not do that. Just sit there quietly and do nothing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Anyway, yeah. recommendations. Yeah, I got some recommendations. Um, Do it. So, you know, we're doing, for DQP Does, we're doing sports for June and July. And yeah, I've strangely found myself in a sports mood ever since watching The Last Dance. Mm. Um, so so Net- good. Netflix has uh, a bunch of these documentaries that are part of something that they call the untold story. Mm. Um, and so I watched a couple of these. Uh, one specifically caught my eye. It's called Oper- Operation it's Untold Operation Flagrant Foul. Sure. And it's about this referee uh, throughout the 90s who like would bet on games, which is a hard no-no. Um, yeah, as a referee, yeah. I mean, like they don't want players betting on games, but referees, <laughs> yeah, super hard. No, no. Um, and so, he, and he didn't really make a lot of money doing it. He was like kind of flying under the radar. And uh-huh. according to his side of the story, even in the documentary, he never fixed a game. Never, never. Yeah. Um, but his best friend, he would call his best friend and have his friend place bets. Yeah. And, you know, so Gotta on have so that forth. Later. But he he did admit to tra- to uh placing bets based on insider information depending on what refs were refing what games. Mm. Um but his friend would give uh I, I believe this is how it went. It's it's a super convoluted story, so it is sure. like kind of hard to follow, but I felt like the documentary did it pretty well cuz you basically get there's three people and you get all three sides of their stories. Okay. So you have the referee, you have the referee's friend, and then you have the bookie. Sure. Well, the bookie was giving these, the bookie figured out where his friend was getting the bets from mm. and was, and like he knew the guy, he, end, he ends up like meeting and knowing the guy too. Yeah. And so the bookie was basically telling other people that were like the the mafia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fix is in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, say saying the fix is in, yep. and like giving them what bets this guy was betting on. Oh my god! So then it turns into this huge thing that yeah, went on for several years. Betting network. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, but it uh, the the documentary does a pretty good job of telling the story. I want to recommend that because it's interesting. Yeah. But he it also talks about like so we've talked about all the good like like a bunch of like nineties basketball players that were just like you know, they were too fucking good, right? Yeah. And this like documentary kind of punched me in the gut because this referee talks about how the NBA uh commissioner like didn't want them calling fouls on certain players. Yeah. And so I hadn't, I hadn't really ever heard that before. Like, oh, yeah. I always kind of like assumed. Yeah, yeah. But I never thought it would be like a confirmation thing. Yeah. But I guess in the 90s was when they were really starting to try to like put a face to the organization. Yeah, right? because they got a taste with Michael when he first started and then they were yeah. like, oh, fuck. And I mean, I imagine there was like definitely corruption and stuff before that, but like that's when they were like, oh my God, we can like rule the fucking world with this sport and make billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's fucking do it. <laughs> the documentary also talks about there being several referees that would place bets. Mm. But as we know, with large corporations, when something happens, you need the one fall guy. Yeah. Right. But this guy's story the documentary also does really good, I would I would say, to pandering to each story. 
Mm. Um, like giving each each story of the three people like their time and yeah, stuff. Yeah, their time and their equal weight and everything. And even like fil- the filming of the documentary, the filming of this documentary created created drama again amongst these people. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's 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 just I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was really good. It was a good watch. Um, and then that led me to watch uh, uh, the Untold for Malice in the Palace. Okay. Which, if you don't know what Malice in the Palace is, Malice in the Palace is when the Indianapolis Pacers were stacked and oh, 100% yeah. set up to win a championship. And it was in Reggie's last year. And it's basically the story of, more or less, it's the story of how Reggie got rab- robbed from his championship. Mm. Because... The Pacers had a rivalry with the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. And in one of the earlier games of the season, uh, they went to uh, play the Pistons in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And there was already, there's already a rivalry there. Yep. And the documentary also basically explains why Jermaine O'Neal and... Uh, Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Yeah. So the documentary basically explains why Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest like didn't become like the super high valued high profile players they should have became. Right. Because if you remember in 2004, I like, remember. Yeah. I remember. I, I remember, I remembered the, all of this happening. Like, yeah. Cause I was like, malice in the palace. I know that. I know that. Yeah. And then I read the thing and I was like, Oh fuck, I want to watch this. Mm. So I just immediately watched it after the other one. But, um, yeah. So basically the Pacers went to Detroit and there was already this rivalry. There was already like, and some some of the players between Detroit and the Pacers, like they were rough on the court, but some of them were friends. like friends. Yeah, yeah. And but the fans didn't see that. No, the fans never see that. No. So they so there's like it starts out with there's like a fight the, on the, the court. Fans hate the other team. Yeah. Like actually hate them. Yeah. Want to hurt them. Yeah. Literally. Yes. So, um, it starts out, there's like this kind of like scuffle on the court mm. and it like, do, it is sort of like a fist fight. Um, and then it basically turns into like, so you, so Ron Artest was like blamed for the entire thing by the media yes. when it happened. And yes. I remember that. I even remember like my dad being like, they need to get that punk off the pacers before he creates problems and all this stuff. Right? Sure. Well, like it's not really his fault or Jermaine's fault. Like in no, there was when a fan. it happens, it's it's there's a fan that mm-hmm. is specifically it is that fan's fault. Yeah, he um, basically started a fight with like super testosterone fueled like basketball players. Yeah, yeah, and so it it basically starts with like a drink. It gets so like there's a scuffle and Run Artest goes over and lays on the announcer stand, like kicks his feet up while the Detroit player is like trying to get to him. Everyone's holding him back, which is like super cocky, super shitty thing to do. And he even says in the documentary, he's like, you know, maybe that was where I fucked up, but like, I didn't deserve to get hit with a bottle. Yes. And so like a fan basically throws, I, I believe it's a bottle or mm-hmm. a plastic bottle maybe, but it, it is some sort of bottle and he throws yeah. his bottle and it hits run our test in the chest while he's laying on the announcer's. Mm-hmm. table and then there he's there he goes he's off into the stands oh yeah and it turns into a brawl 
Including like, fans. It, yeah, fans versus players. Yep. Like, it's fucking wild. And uh, like I said, I remember it happening. I just didn't remember exactly, like, how bad it was. Mm. But so it tells the story of that. And once again, it like, both of these untolds, like, makes the NBA, like, commissioner's office, like, look like shit. Yeah. So, like, the... I mean, the commissioner's office has looked bad for a long time, and he kind of doesn't give a shit, uh, which I thought it was interesting when he was in um, The Last Dance, and like they didn't really talk about any of that stuff. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're going to softball you questions about Michael Jordan, and that's it. That's all we're going to talk about. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I recommend these, especially if you're following along with us on our DQP Does through our two months of sports. Mm. Uh I'm gonna watch probably a couple more of these untolds because uh, they're it's not it's not the greatest documentary style I've ever seen. Yeah, but, but they're interesting topics. It's and efficient. Not bad. Yeah, like it covers a lot in about an hour. The two I watched are just slightly over an hour. Then most of them look like they're around an hour. So like they're they're really efficient as far as like the storytelling process and like the information that you get. Um, and they are entertaining. Um. And Reggie is featured heavily in the Malice in the Palace one. So if yeah, you were ever a Reggie Miller be. fan, um, he uh, he gets to like say a lot and like speak his piece about it, which was pretty cool. But so I want to recommend those, uh, and then also uh, season three of Dave, uh, which is which if you don't know or haven't seen it, uh, Dave is a show on Hulu, and it is uh, Little Dicky who uh got famous basically doing uh not they're not they're not really parodies uh but like comedic raps on yeah, YouTube. funny raps but yeah. he's actually an amazing rapper but yeah he's yeah. absolutely fucking crazy talented but he's also hilarious um so if you ever listen to little dicky he does have a tv show uh it is on hulu and it is on season three and season three has been really good so far i'm like four episodes in sure um but it's been really good. The whole series is like pretty good. Like it's it's a good mix of like funny and also like shows kind of like some realism behind like getting famous mm. and stuff like that. But it also has like some really good uh, comedy to it. Semi autobiographical. So, yeah, I'm assuming very dramatized. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, like it's it. it there there are there's stuff in it that is like based off his life yeah um which is like his music is too a lot of it yeah yeah so i want to recommend that uh it's a good show i've enjoyed it yeah i watched like i think i watched maybe the first season maybe some of the second season I, it's good yeah it's very funny As, yeah it's real funny it's a lot of fun super adult yeah super adult don't watch it with your kids in the room yeah I'm literally pissing jizz right now. <laughs> like, that's a line from a season three episode, so. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch it with your kids. Yeah. Oh, that's all I got for recommendations. All right. Uh, so does that mean it's, uh, it's we're, we're coming to the end here? Yeah, I believe so. It's time for Chroman Big Brains with your Choom Shane. My Choom. <clears throat> All right. I got, I got a quiz for you, Russell. All right. It's a Cyberpunk 2077 quiz. In oh, case shit. you didn't guess, by the Chroman Big Brain with your Choom Shane. All um, right. I'll try it. 
I mean, it's it's gonna it's probably easy. Guessing by this first question, it's gonna be easy. Okay. All right. Uh, where does the game take place? Night City. Yep. But it's multi multiple choice, but oh, there's like four five paragraphs about this question. Why? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what is the name of the character you play as? V. Okay. Uh, how many people worked on the development of the game? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, 50, 100, 250, or 500? 50. No, 500. 500? Yeah. Uh, when was the game first released? 2018, 2019, 2020, or 2021? 2020. Correct. Yeah. Uh, which of these is not a type of ranged weapon in the game? Oh, okay. Power, tech, smart, or skilled? I know this one. Power, tech, smart, or skilled? skilled? Yeah. Power? No, it's skilled. Is it skilled? Yep. Mm. Uh, how many types of damage can be inflicted or resisted? Holy shit. Uh, three, four, five, or six? Six. No, four. Four? I mean, it doesn't tell you what details, but... Uh, which type of ranged weapon has homing bullets? Power tech, smart, or trained? Smart. Yeah. Uh, how many regions will you find in Night City? Four, five, six, or seven? Six. Correct. Fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, which region of Night City is inhabited by the immigrants? Or by immigrants? Uh, City Center, Watson, Santo Domingo, or Pacifica? Pacifica. Watson. Watson has like all the uh, Asian culture stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they all do. Like Pacifica has like uh, kind of like a uh, uh, Jamaican feel to yeah. a lot of the characters. But um, Santo Domingo has a lot of like Hispanic characters. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there might be like a lore thing. Yeah, specifically probably. like they were the most recent people to move to the area or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what device allows the main character to? Undergo other people's experiences. Brain dance. Yeah. <laughs> All the other <laughs> options were so dumb. <laughs> uh, what do you get for completing side quests? Coins, dollar bills, street cred, or lives? Street cred. Uh, which Night City region is infested with gangs? Watson, Santa Domingo, Pacifico, or Westbrook? Uh, All of them? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Pacifica again, but you're correct. Okay, that's what it wanted you to say. Because they're like the gang that is like they're like the worst gang. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what can be used in the game for healing? Chocolate, pizza, consumables, or shots? Consumables. Yeah, I mean. 
chocolate but and also pizza. Chocolate also chocolate and pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where? Who do you acquire quests from? Healers, fixers, hackers, or runners? Fixers. In which state is the city based? Utah, New York, Arizona, or California? What were the... Utah, New York, Arizona, or California? Arizona? California. Oh. Uh, what is the name of the armed force? Police squad, psycho squad, gun squad, or fight squad? What? What? Yeah, what? What is the named, uh, name of the armed force? Police squad, psycho squad, gun squad, or fight squad? Police squad, but that's also not the name. Psycho squad. Psycho Squad. I don't know. What? I don't know. Uh, how many life paths can you choose from at the start of the game? Three. Correct. Which region of the city is considered to be luxurious? Santa Domingo, Pacifica, Westbrook, or Haywood? Westbrook. Correct. Who hires the main character and Wells to steal the relic? Dexter, Michael, Victor, or Johnny? Dexter. Correct. Who is the voice of character Johnny Silverhand? Keanu Reeves. Oh, well, it crashed on the last question, but you only missed one, so... <laughs> I'm gonna give you... <laughs> give you a passing grade. Was that the last question? I think that was the last question. Oh, okay. That was kind of lame. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't. I didn't proofread it before. I just looked for a random cyberpunk quiz <laughs> because I'm not Dave, and I did not prepare a quiz for today. But that was hang or Chroman Chroman big brains with your chum Shane. Yes, it was. And, and we also forgot to re recommend Edge Runners, the cyberpunk anime on Netflix. Oh yeah, you should watch that. Also, do not watch that with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> And don't look it up on the internet with your kids. Nope. <laughs> it's deep. It's dark. And there's nudity. And there's nudity. <laughs> there's like virtual reality masturbators everywhere on the street. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's a really good anime. So you should it watch is. it. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of DQP Weekly. I have been your Choom Shane. Ya Choom. And, uh, I don't know, something about uh, being a brain dance derelict. Thanks for listening. Follow us <laughs> on all of your social media accounts. This is our producer, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Uh, you can find us by searching Drafty Quarters or Drafty Quarters Productions or Drafty Q. Uh, we have Reels Up. Go follow us. Um, yeah. Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then send us an email at draftyq at gmail.com. It can be pretty much whatever you like. Recommendations suggestions or if you want to play call of duty with us or if you want to play call of duty with us at least until september yeah and then we'll be otherwise occupied <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I'll still make a little bit of time, but that should be season five. So I'm not worried about 250 for season <sighs> five. I'm worried about 250 for season four. <laughs> I have um, all the faith in the world in you, Russell. <laughs> that sounded heavily sarcastic. <laughs> um, and then you can find us on Patreon under Drafty Quarters Productions. Uh, please donate, donate $1 a month. You can sign up to our general tier and support us as we continue like on. continue on yeah, yeah. also we're gonna do that amazon wish list at some point yes and we will have an amazon wish list that we will link in the words i can't think the of. show notes show notes what the fuck <laughs> wow uh yeah we're gonna do that too uh we'll we'll link that in the show notes when we get that ready um but yeah police uh we're we're kind of like ramping some stuff up so definitely go follow us on the socials and uh, hopefully we break through a wall here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you on the flip side, and don't let you, you meet love. love.